0: Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast, conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter.
1: Lisa, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. So excited to talk to you and about your book, Future Proofing Cube. Before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
0: Absolutely, Jody. Thank you so much. I am Lisa L Levy. I'm the founder and CEO of L Cubed Consulting, author of Future Proofing Cubed, and a speaker about being disruptive. This journey started in 2009, and I just I was tired with corporate America, and I opened a consulting company. I wanted to work with businesses to help them align their people, their processes, their technologies, and help them grow and scale. I've been doing that now for 13 years, but in the 2019 time period, my business wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And so I was advised to write a book. And I thought, I have no capability to write a book, but I did it. And now I've published, the second one is out and the third one is on the way. and that is a crazy little roller coaster that I've been on that I never, ever, ever expected I would participate on once, let alone three times.
1: I'm the same. I never thought I would write a book and I've written two solos and I don't know how many uh, collective books at this point in my life. And I'm pretty sure if someone would have found me in high school, I would not have been the one they would have thought would <laughs> write a book. Um, so I I kind of had that exact same journey as you did. So. So tell us about the most, I guess, the newest book. Kind of give us kind of a summary, maybe a few takeaways of what what the book's about.
0: Sure. So the book I want to talk about, future proofing cubed, because that's my solo book, and that is for business owners, and that is about you know utilizing best practices that large corporations use, but how to take the really those golden nuggets, those tips and tricks, and bring them into smaller businesses so that you can get The advantage of that best practice without having to spend the money in building out the teams, because you don't have the ability to have dedicated teams doing the project management and the process design work, organizational change. But there are tools and techniques that we can use, even at the solopreneur level, to help our businesses be more effective and more efficient. And so that's the crux of future proofing cubed. Teaser for the upcoming book Lady Diversity Power which will launch in the new year. It's a collaborative book with about 24 different female authors, but we're talking about the reality that as women leaders, we are the ones that are going to shape the future. And that the the parity issues and everything that we're facing in leadership in corporations today is starting to change. And it's going to change by small business owners and women playing in that space, which represent more of the leadership than the large corporations ever will, because there's just a larger volume of businesses in that smaller market. And so we are all sharing our experiences and our journeys as women growing up in business. And I am so excited that that will be launching in, in the January time frame.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I just had a conference for talent acquisition professionals and one of the speakers was just talking about how many women are starting businesses and how it's, you know, a higher percentage women versus men. And um, it's just really exciting to see the the shifts and the changes and the opportunities that um, women are now seeing and, and being able to kind of take a hold of and, and run with. So that sounds like an amazing book. So I'm, Maybe I'll bring you back so we could talk more about that when that's live. <laughs> um, Cause Fantastic. that sounds very cool. And with future proofing cube, I mean, that is something I grew up in fortune 500 companies. Like I saw all those amazing opportunities of process and technology. And when I transitioned over to consulting, I, you know, I saw some of the small to mid-sized companies lacking a lot of those organizational process pieces not because they couldn't afford it, they just didn't even know about it. and it's that you know kind of lack of knowledge I see a lot of times with my clients but they didn't even know that there was a tool that they could afford <laughs> to do that process and so they've been doing it you know on Excel sheets or on paper when you know there's something out there. So what would you say like if you went into you know a, a solo printer like me who, uh, maybe lacks that Fortune 500 experience or, or doesn't really know some of the, I guess, tips and tricks, what are a few things that you would first kind of tell me to kind of look at or, or consider so that I could be a better um, entrepreneur or a better business owner?
0: Well, the key starts with a really simple premise, and it's about people, then process, and then you enable with technology. So understanding who you have working and as a solopreneur, right, it's how many different hats are you wearing, but what are the processes? What are the things that are repeatable and understanding what they are and then finding technologies that will allow those processes to become automated? And you know, there's combinations of tools and things. Most businesses will first automate right into maybe their accounting software right? That's that first place that it's very repeatable because for all businesses, it's the same process or it really should be. And so that's a first easy thing to automate, but it's really understanding people, then process, and then enabling with technology. I love Not that. Not starting with the tech.
1: That's what I think a lot of companies do is they just start with this, their tech to do that. And I I do that myself so many times where I'm, I'm like, there has to be a tool for this before I even you know, figure out, well, can I do it? Or is this, you know, do I, have, do I have to outsource this to somebody? Or is there another process that doesn't use technology that I haven't even considered? Because I think we do, we automatically are like, what tech can do this? There's so much pieces to our business that have to be a human, or at least have that human touch.
0: They, they need to be human first to make sure that they're working because if you start with the technology first, you can get what I love to call super fast bad. And right. If you don't know how to do something well, and you let technology take it over, you're going to get things done more quickly, but are they the right things? And are you getting the output that you want? So super fast bad doesn't help anybody.
1: Amen. I can see, I, I laugh because not only do I know clients that have done that, I've done it myself. I've done super bad fast myself and it's just, yeah. I mean, and, and it's hard to, to me, I'm a, I'm a cheap person. So if I decide to buy technology, I'm gonna try to use it, even if I'm, I'm gonna do it super bad, ugly, horrible, you know, like, it's just, I, I'm now committed <laughs> to that yeah. price I just paid. And instead of committing to the wrong technology because I had the wrong process and I didn't do it as a human, You know, I could save money, which is what I want when I'm a cheap person. So I love having that be kind of that first conversation. You know, when you're talking to someone, it's making sure they know, have you done it? Do you know how to do it before you start throwing technology in?
0: And then the beautiful thing about most technology platforms as we grow into using them our businesses are going to grow and scale. We want that, right? That's the goal over time, right? We want to get bigger. We want to get faster. We want to get better. And we get tired of our technology too quickly because what it did for us the first time we started using it and what it can do for us three years later are very different things. And you don't have to replace it necessarily because you're probably not leveraging its full capability. And so, looking at where the investment is and upgrading, enhancing, broadening, rather than replacing, is often the next best step for a growing business. But salespeople are really good at showing you the shiny new things and you know distracting us away from we might already have what we need and we haven't fully grown into it yet.
1: That's really smart too. It's to to see how are you using that technology? Are you using it to the fullest? Is there other you know, maybe even add-ons to that technology that you haven't considered or even integrating them with your other technology right. so that there's some streamline versus going and like you said, kind of buying the next new shiny item.
0: It's important to leverage right your investment and to get the most out of those dollars, especially for those business owners like you, Jody, who want to maximize every penny they spend.
1: Yes, yeah, and I've done that before where I had a shiny new technology and I'm like, oh, I can do da-da-da-da-da with it, bought it, and then never used it and never implemented it, ended up, I think, paying for it for at least a year. I think I was in a year contract. And it was because I was so excited about what it could do, but I didn't think about can I put it in my day? Can I put it in my process? I and mean, it just wasn't something I needed and I should not have bought it. So thankfully I was able to cancel it. You know, this wasn't a lifetime, <laughs> you know, contract. I'm sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who've done some things similar. Um, and sometimes you have to learn through going through it, but hopefully some people can learn from from this conversation about, you know, kind of what, what those best steps before you sign a contract, before you, you know, hand over your credit card.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Now, when you wrote, future proofing cube who was your ideal audience that you were targeting and have you seen that those are the readers who are really getting something out of it or were there you know other readers that you didn't even think about who are really gaining knowledge and understanding through your book
0: sure when i wrote future proofing i was writing for an audience that i would describe as the middle market Business leaders, founders who had grown their companies, and we're talking tens of millions of dollars in revenue, pretty healthy size, but they were getting to a point where they have an executive team and a founder may no longer be in the position to run the business because it's grown beyond their capabilities because they're about the idea and the vision and not operational reality. And so that was sort of the market, the demographic that the book was designed to reach. And... Some, I've had some success reaching that audience. What surprised me the most was the response of, of solopreneurs who were totally not the intended audience, but they started going, the feedback was project management is important. Even if I'm the only person doing work, understanding my process is important. Even if I'm the only one doing the work. And, you know, one of the other components I talk about in the book is organizational change. And for a solopreneur, they have to take themselves on the growth journey. And so that organizational change is still something that they think about because they have to get from point A to point D on their own. And it was really more impactful to them than I would ever have imagined.
1: I can totally see that as a solopreneur. I really do feel like project management, organization are so important for me because I'm a Jack Jill of all trades and I have to be able to do it all, right? And there's only so many hours in a day and there's so many hours I want to work in a day. And so being able to have that organization, have that process so that the things that, you know, I don't have to do that I can automate, helps me then focus on the areas that either my clients need me because they've hired me for me that's usually what happens with consultancy it's not that i have this amazing bond of you know services that no one else offers they're all pretty much very similar services but it's my experience that they hired me for so they need me but you know my invoicing my accounting that stuff if i can find ways to you know either move that over to a virtual assistant or you know, have some automation or some good technology, I have to be able to organize and ensure, am I getting paid, (laughs) right? That's so important, but I have to do the services and, oh, I have to budget and there's goal. I mean, there's so much when you're a solopreneur that you have to be able to manage or juggle, I guess, that these type of processes, these type of ideas are so
0: impactful. They are, and I really right? I am a solopreneur. I have a team that I bring in around me on an as needed basis for my clients. But I took all of those things for granted because I had built a career in corporate Fortune 500 type businesses, right? Learning those skills and those tools and having the certifications and all of the stuff that goes along with a career that I never thought about what it really means to somebody starting and growing on their own if they didn't have that background and that knowledge to begin with. So that was really the biggest surprise to me.
1: I love that. Well, I would love to be able to help those solopreneurs, those small to mid-sized business leaders find your book. So tell us where can they purchase Future Proofing and how can they connect with you after this podcast?
0: Absolutely. The book is available on Amazon, Future Proofing Cubed, easy to get to. In Finding Me, I'm easy to get to as well, Lisa. Llevy.com or lcubedconsulting.com, but that's a big mouthful. So really LisaLlevy.com and you will get to me and a link to my calendar.
1: Fantastic. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business
0: Podcast. Absolutely my pleasure. Thanks, Jody. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about possibly becoming an author yourself, please visit OvernightAuthor.com for more information. Until next time.